Holden, welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast. That's our podcast known as Tom. I'm the yep. host, Jimmy Uthie. You're the host, Holden Sutter. I'm pretty That's sure. Me. Yeah. That new Freaky Friday is coming out, though, so we might be changing some bodies. Sure. This is the show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. Holden, this week we got The Little Mermaid, not the 1989 one, the new live action one that you were really looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, honestly, <laughs> if Jimmy, I wasn't going to say it, but if Jimmy at any point had said, let's not do this movie, I would have been like, okay. <laughs> Nothing else really came out this week. So it's we're true. stuck with it. But. Is it all right? Is it good? Does Holden say, oh, I don't like it. I like the original way better. <laughs> I don't know. That's a completely valid point to have. It's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into that, Holden, we got some news this week. We're going to have the Toms. We're going to have a little tog for you. Uh, we got trailers. A little for tog. We got a big tog. A big tog. Uh, we got trailers for Barbie and Cocaine Shark. Equally, uh, equally anticipated. Yes. Important week for streaming services, Holden. HBO Max is now officially just Max. Mm. Maximilian. All right. And Netflix is cracking down on the U.S. password sharing. Uh, John, Finally. Le- Finally. Gosh, I <laughs> Thank just... goodness. Yeah. I didn't... I, I hated having to pay a reasonable amount for Netflix. <laughs> About time. Those companies showed us what for. New John Wick and Terminator in the works. So that's interesting. And then, like we said, Tog for the PlayStation showcase that we just had. So, Holden, let's dive in. That one movie podcast. But first, Holden, we got to do the Toms. We sure do. The Toms is the rapid fire segment in which we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get started. Yeah, thank you, Holden. I messed it up like three <laughs> times before, and I just said, hold it, and you're going to do it. I wanted to make contact eye contact with the camera, and I, I just failed <laughs> miserably. Barbie trailer is up first, Holden. I actually did a video on this already, but I'm really excited for it. A lot yeah, of things of I'm looking forward to. So I'll, I'll let you take it away. What are you What are you looking forward to? Well, I mean, I the, this trailer is just cementing to me that this is, I mean, it, it cements to me that Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach were like the perfect duo for this because they're taking such a very self-aware approach with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the the whole kind of title cards that are like, if you love Barbie, you'll love this movie. If you hate Barbie, you'll love this movie. And yeah, <laughs> I think that's really hilarious. Um, it's it's really playing into, I mean, the the culture like cultural relevance of Barbie, I guess. Because I mean, you have kids that in the movie they're like, oh, I haven't played with Barbie since I was a kid or whatever, and. So it's it's very aware of where Barbie stands, I think, and I think it's going to be really fun to see that kind of self-aware examination throughout the movie. Yeah, I was just obviously the cast looks great. Margot mm-hmm. Robbie as Barbie herself. Yeah, my favorite actor, Ryan Gosling, who I think is he's great, is really underrated as a comic actor. I think he's really funny. 
I uh, watched the nice guys. If you haven't seen it, the nice guys is a good example. Yeah. (laughs) He's his SNL sketches. I think are some of the funniest papyrus Mm. Santa baby. He's in the close encounters ones with Kate McKinnon. Oh yeah. I think those are all really funny. His just comedic delivery is always on point. One of my favorite parts of the trailer is when he puts the sunglasses over his sunglasses. Uh, My favorite part with him was his, his like pose for the mug shot. He's just like (laughs) smiling. I thought that was great. But I think he's, they're they're both going to play this straight, and I think Ryan Gosling is really good at that. We'll see how Margot Robbie does. Part of me was hoping that it would be Emma Stone and, and Ryan Gosling as the dynamic oh. <laughs> because I think Emma Stone would have been good for the role too, but I think it's great that Margot Robbie's having this opportunity. It's just a shame that Babylon didn't do very well because I think that's maybe her best performance. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I hope that I don't think no, nobody thinks that Margot Robbie's not a great actress, but mm. it's like she's remembered for Harley Quinn right now. I yeah. think, and not that Harley Quinn's like a bad thing to be remembered for, but I just sure. think it'd be a shame if she wasn't like if other things didn't come to mind. I could see this becoming beforehand. one of the things she's most well known for, though, because mm-hmm. I mean the, the hype around this movie is is palpable, Jimmy. There's so many people like. Like us, that normally you wouldn't think would be into a Barbie movie and are, but then of course there's all the people that genuinely really do like Barbie and are into it and everything. It's quite got the hype, got quite the hype online. So. Yeah, I didn't imagine I'd be doing a podcast about Disney princesses and Barbies. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but here we are. Um, I think the worry with this is that it's gonna feel like a two-hour SNL sketch, and that would wear thin. But I'm, I, I'm hoping they can pull it off. Yeah, I would be more worried about that if it, if it weren't for the creative team behind it. That's right. I, I think Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach know how to how to do comedy while also having some satire in there. And um, yeah, I, th- I think they're a great duo for this. And they've worked together a lot before. So yeah. And they're married. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love this the idea of the high heel Versus like the flat, yeah, flat that was approach. Great. That was great. And like, and then Kate McKinnon being like the Morpheus role. Like <laughs> you can either have the high heel or the flats. And uh, so that, that was just good. One thing that I brought up in my, in my individual video was that it almost gives me don't worry, darling vibes a little bit with just like the production design of it. Obviously yeah, being 50, sure. 60s, I could see that like existential crisis. Sure, in the it'll main be a character. lot better than that. That's what I said too. I'm like, this is going to be a lot better than don't worry. There's darling. no way this is going to be worse than that. But I was hoping uh, maybe like Will Ferrell just spit on Ryan Gosling or something. Yeah. In the, in the press some, circuit. Some uh, back backstage uh, shenanigans or whatever but yeah no um i'm i i think it seems like the movie is not going to take itself like or it's not going to try to explain itself too much in the fact that oh these are just barbies coming into the real world like why not it's, yeah uh, at least i kind of hope that's it i don't want them to try to have some sort of realistic explanation for it i think it's just funnier if it's like oh these are actual barbies and they're they're real now and uh, the interesting thing is, like, how much of it is going to take place in the real world? I mean, we didn't I, we didn't really see that much of the real world in the trailer. Obviously, we have Will Ferrell. He kind of gives me Lord Business Lego yeah, movie vibes. I was, I was seeing people say, like, oh, what if this connects to Lego? I don't, it won't, but... That would be kind of funny. But um, I'm wondering, you know, at what point in the movie are we going to make that transition into the real world? Because most of the stuff we have seen in the trailer is the Barbie world. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Will it, I don't know, will it feel kind of drug out to be in the Barbie rule? There's just like a bunch of, a series of jokes that they want to make. And then like the plot actually starts happening. Um, 
could be a trap they fall into, but if it's really funny, I think it just works. So yeah, and I still think like the the choreography and everything in the Barbie world that looks very massive, uh, huge scale, impressive stuff. So mm-hmm. really excited for that stuff, especially. It's got the big like Technicolor aesthetic mm-hmm. of like the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. kind of blockbuster movies as well. So I'm looking forward to that too. Like yeah. we said, stack cast. Looking forward to. Uh, we just have a lot of faith in the creative team. Noah Baumbach obviously made Marriage Story, which was both of our one of our favorite movies of 2019 when that yeah. came out. Lady Bird's really good. I never saw Little Women. You yeah, liked I Little really Women. like. I probably I might like Little Women more than Lady Bird. Even nice. it's really good. But so yeah, I mean a lot of faith behind him. Be interested to see how this does, especially it comes out the same weekend as Oppenheimer. Which one of those is going to do better at the box Barbie. office? You think Barbie's hundred percent? Yeah, I like I. There is the whole meme of these two movies coming out at the same time, and there. I mean, people like us that'll likely see both within a week of each other or whatever. But I, I think just Barbie has such a more wide pull to everyone, and I like. Oppenheimer, I while I'm sure it'll do pretty well. I just, especially like internationally, I'm like, I don't know how well this will this movie do. I don't know, but uh, well, it's just interesting because I think the younger demographics are going to go more for Barbie, mm-hmm. and the older demographics are going to go more for Oppenheimer. So I guess it's going to come down to who's going to actually pay to go. Who's going to gonna show up to the movies? Are the younger kids just going to just going to pirate Barbie though? Hmm? You know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't know. I feel like. I feel like the younger kids will go out. They won't, they won't necessarily pirate. They might go out at least for the meme. You know, they went out and saw Minions Rise of Gru. They did. <laughs> they showed up for Minions Rise of Gru. So we'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm going to give it a Broca. Yeah, I'm giving it a Broca as well. Hold in. Cocaine Shark. Not Cocaine Bear. This is Cocaine Shark. This is obviously just a movie that is <laughs> kind of riding on the coattails of Cocaine Bear. Uh, what when, are your thoughts? Well, so when Jimmy put this in the notes and I first saw it, I'm like, Jimmy, why is this in here? I'm like, why? Like, it sounds, I was thinking it was an asylum movie. I'm like, this just sounds like an asylum movie, which are the, that's the company that makes all the mockbusters of various, you know, big movies that come out every year. Um, I was like, why are we doing this? But then I saw the trailer and it's not Asylum. It's just a really low budget, really bad looking movie. (laughs) But like Mm kind of hilariously so. But I don't know if it I don't know if that joke will wear thin watching it. I don't I don't know if I have any plans of ever watching it. I might wait to see. There's probably some, you know. Someone on YouTube will give it a nice thorough analysis or something. Yeah. But like I you holden. Yeah, maybe it'll be me. There you go. <laughs> um but I don't know. It, it it's hilarious looking though, Jimmy. I don't know. I think it just looks bad. I, I think there's a I do like the line in the trailer where it's like, Well, was it that what's that in the water? I think it was a shark or whatever he says. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Just some of those on the nose are like, Well, oh, ever since the lab explosion, this has happened. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I think the trailer is is very funny. I don't. I'm not sure if the movie will be because I think the trailer the trailer is like less than a minute and it's like showcasing all the terrible CG and like the bad lines. I'm like, all right, this on its own is very funny. Feels like a fake trailer to something mm-hmm. that you'd find maybe at like the beginning of Tropic Thunder or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that'll hold up in the movie or not. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's actually an art to making a bad movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, it is difficult 
to make a bad movie. Like ironically, as weird as that sound, as paradoxical as that sounds. But I think like the the standard for me is Velocipaster. Yeah. Like for like bad movies. Perfect bad movie. Velocipaster but is a well made yeah. <laughs> bad movie. Like mm-hmm. it's well done. They knew exactly what they were doing and why they were doing it. And it makes it hilarious. And I'm looking forward to the second one that they're going to make. So Mm -hmm. there's an art to it. Can they pull it off? When you don't pull it off, it's just just intolerable for me. Like, it's just like you're trying too hard. Yeah, and it's, it's... It does feel like it's intentionally bad, but yeah, it's just the creative minds behind this. I don't know. I don't have much faith in it. The cocaine shark itself is just like a hammerhead mixed with like a like a shrimp or like a lobster. It's it's yeah. weird. It's it's a weird creature design. It doesn't even look like it's it's it feels like it's just called cocaine shark because of cocaine bear. <laughs> like it's just a random explosion that happened and a mutant shark and whatnot. The the font for the title mm-hmm. is just the cocaine bear font. Yeah, I don't know. Looks pretty stupid. I can't find the release date of this, but probably going to skip this one unless I hear that it's very, very funny. Yeah, no. So I'm going to go Bergeron there. I'll pro- yeah, <laughs> I guess Bergeron. Yeah, why not? All right, that's enough trailer talk, Holden. Now let's it's get out of there. Streaming service talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, Netflix is cracking down on us Americans. No password sharing. Yeah. So no longer can I mooch off my parents' account unless you log into the home Wi-Fi with the, like with the device. It's like thirty day. The way that's the way I understand. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you have to. This is how they're cracking down. There, you have to set up a home network. So mm-hmm. whatever your home Wi-Fi would be, yeah. And that's the core one. And any device can access that Netflix account with the with the password and all that. If it's logged in or if it's connected to that Wi-Fi network within the last 30 days. But here I have a big 75-inch TV right off screen over there. I can't lug that to my parents' house and, and connect it. Yeah. Theoretically, I could bring my laptop. Oh, hey, Mom and Dad, so good to see you. Just log into the network, play something <laughs> on Netflix for like, it has to be like an hour or something. Really? Oh my I think gosh. there's even like a time requirement. It's not just like, oh, you connected the device. Because Holden, they, they don't want you to share your password. I, this feels like it's just going to, I mean, I feel like we've talked about it before when they first announced it. I think it's just going to be detrimental to Netflix as a whole, because there's going to be a lot of people that are just I, like the whole, the whole purpose of this seems to be to get more people to get accounts or even to just make more money off of the existing accounts. I think there's just going to be a lot of people that just drop Netflix or like, don't bother. Cause like, who cares about Netflix anymore anyway? Like what is on there? Like you get stranger things every couple of years, but you're not getting that for another year at least. So like, I think the beauty of Netflix was like, everybody just kind of had it because Mm -hmm. everybody shared the passwords. Right. Yeah. And that's why things like squid game took off. And that's why things like tiger King took off. Mm -hmm. And now that you don't, now that it's not going to be as so ubiquitous, ubiquitous, it's just like people are not going to tune in unless it is a Stranger Things. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to just start randomly watching a show. I'm not going to pull it up because I'm only going to have it the month that Stranger Things comes out. Yeah. And you dump it all at once. So I'm not yes. going to keep it multiple <laughs> months. So it, it doesn't... To me, I get where they're coming from and why they're doing it. I just think there's going to be some consequences that they don't mm-hmm. necessarily understand are going to happen. Or they're just okay with that. And they're just more concerned about the bottom line. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, To me, it just seems like a dumb move. I don't know how it's going to work out for me personally because like, the one we have 
at my house at my house I'm living at right now my roommate's mom's is Netflix I think is hooked up to that and then like my laptop I think is my mom's Netflix and I don't know if I actually want to go through with paying for Netflix because it's it's just like nothing on there. I never find myself anymore just surfing Netflix. I'd rather go to HBO or sorry, Max. Max. I'd rather go to Max or the uh, HBO subsection of Max. Yeah. <laughs> Do something like that I've, where there's just more content. And I don't know. Netflix is, is pretty paltry at this point. But um, OK, so there is technically somewhat of a workaround to this. You could, if you are borrowing someone's account, you can be added as an additional household to the premium plan for an extra $8. So if you're like, hey, I'm going to send you 8 bucks a month, a little bit cheaper than I think the premium plan is like 20 bucks, 21 bucks or something per month. That is, and you can add two accounts that I believe is is what you can do. So there is a little bit of a workaround there, but again, is it easier to do that or is it just easier to be like, I'm just going to get Netflix for the month that Stranger Things comes out yeah. and not going to worry about it. The Squid Games reality show, oh <laughs> you know, God. I just, yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's a, it's a bad move. Here's an idea to save money. How about you don't spend $200 million on a red notice that yeah. nobody cares oh about God. or the gray man. That would be the decision I would make invest in more smaller scale things that might take off, you oh. know, all of their yeah. better movies are smaller anyway, so like or movies they just pick up from a festival. Like I feel like most of their original movies are just not very good. Yeah, I like honestly, I would rather see them put ten million dollars into twenty things, throw them against the wall, mm-hmm. and one of them is more likely to stick than the gray man. Yeah. You know, something like that. So it's a bombadil for me. Yeah, definitely a bombadil for me too. Holden Max is officially Max. here. Max, Maximilian, and what Max. a what a rocky launch it was, Jimmy. It was like the app was just not working. Did you see? There's like the whole thing where you have to download a separate app on your phone. You do. Like, I haven't not used it on a mobile device yet. I haven't yeah. even used it on my TV yet. I've only been using it on my computer, and the computer website worked fine, so I didn't experience yeah, any of that. that. Yeah, like the TV app, I think worked fine too, from what I okay. saw. But but I saw that some people were complaining. Yeah, I think the day it came out, maybe day after as well, there was some connection issues. I think just with people updating and everything. Thing, so I don't know. I think it's sorted out. I didn't have any issues. I up to da- updated it the day of. But. I'm guessing it kind of makes sense that it was a separate app because theoretically, maybe someone didn't know what was happening. So then you open, you like you're looking for HBO, and all of a sudden it's no longer an app on your phone, and you just see this Max thing. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's just seems silly to me. I it, to me it it. I, I guess it could come off that way. I was reading it more into they just didn't want to update the app or, something, or didn't know how to with that with this uh, the scale or something. I feel, no, I feel like there's app overhauls all the time though. I mean, like Hulu was just massively overhauled. I so I think you can mm. update an app and basically hot swap it for something. I I don't know. I'm not a developer, so maybe I feel like that wasn't the limitation. It could have been. I feel like it was more like we want to make sure that people realize what has happened here, even though they have kind of announced it over like several months. Jason Momoa has appeared before the movies comes out and he's like, Max, the one that has it all or whatever he says. It's still just such a dumb name for a service. Like I, I think just getting rid of the HBO is such a bad move. I talked about that before. Like HBO is a sign of quality for the, aside from that new show that's coming out that it's apparently really bad. I don't know. What show is that? The idol or whatever. I haven't even heard of it. Okay. (laughs) I'll talk to you about that later, but um, 
yeah, for the most part, it's like a sign of quality. And I feel like it just like made me honestly, it probably subliminally made me like the service more just hearing the HBO name and everything. And I mean, the service itself is great. So I don't know. Calling it Max just seems confusing. I think the there's not even like it's not even Warner Max or something like it's there's no brand recognition with just the name Max. Well, it's Netflix. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, Netflix grew and it's its own thing, but this is like a Warner Bros. service. So. I think the name itself is actually not like Max. It's it it's easier to say than HBO Max. It's one syllable instead of four. I think it rolls off. I think they should have kept purple. I think that was a mistake to get rid of yeah, the purple because I like how they said blue to make it stand out from other streaming services. You like know, like Disney, Disney Plus, Plus. Like yeah. the most <laughs> the other most ubiquitous one other than Netflix. But um, should have kept the purple. I think that. But yeah. Max itself, I think it's fine. I think it's just gonna take a second to get used to it. But uh, now it it costs more money essentially. So yeah. For those of you who are not aware, the reason why it's rebranded as Max and not just HBO is because it's basically they took everything that was on HBO Max and they are combining with it with everything that was on Discovery Plus. Aside from all the stuff they removed from HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. So they're combining it, and now it's Max. And Max with ads, this means two concurrent streams, full HD video resolution, no downloads, and uh, 5.1 surround sound. All mm-hmm. right. That's 10 bucks a month with ads again, yeah. or 100 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. So... A little bit of a discount there. Save 20 bucks. Max ad free is the next tier, which is probably what I will have is $16 a month uh, or $150 a year. So that's a little bit. I'm not going to do the math there. Two concurrent streams, full HD video resolution, 30 offline downloads, 5.1 surround sound quality. So there's basically the difference there is no ads and you get offline downloads, which for mm-hmm. me is a must because I, I go to a workout room where they don't have Wi-Fi. So I got to have that. And then the the top one is Max Ultimate Ad Free. Max Ultimate Ad Free. Mm. They should just call it Max Max. <laughs> uh, 20 bucks a month. So an extra four bucks on top of that or $200 a year, which I think is dumb that the discount for the highest level is like the lowest discount. Yeah. It it's stupid to me. Like you would think the the max ad free one, I think is the best discount. Mm -hmm. And then the the ultimate ad free is like less of a discount. You save less going for the whole year, which is again, I would say dumb. This time you got four concurrent streams, which is up from the two of the other plans, Mm -hmm. 4k, and then you get a hundred offline downloads. Now, why would you need that many? many? (laughs) I have no idea. I mean, I guess it's like an episode is probably one download. So I guess if you're downloading like seasons of a show or something, if you needed all of it, you're just like, I'm going to be gone for a year. I need all, but I'm stuck on a desert Island. I need my desert Island show. (laughs) The thing that annoys me with that, at least HBO max was like this. I don't know if they changed it, but as soon as you started watching something, it was kind of like if you rented a movie digitally where it expires after 48 hours. So if I would start watching something on the elliptical, one day I would need to finish it within 48 hours. Otherwise I had mm. to, you could click renew. It never worked. You had to delete it and re-download it. It was such a pain <laughs> in the butt. Um, and you also get Dolby Atmos sound if that's important to you. Sure. Uh, I wish they didn't make us pay for 4k. I think that's, I mean, Netflix Stupid. is doing it, but um, I'll probably just get the $16 a month one. Of course they did it right before the succession and Barry finales, which are normally 4k. So that's very nice. So we couldn't have waited one week. Mm-hmm. Um, so they knew what they were doing. 
I'm at a I'm at a Bergeron for this one. I think I, I will say I for as a teacher the Discovery Plus stuff. There's already some good stuff that I want to check out. That's good. Yeah, I mean I like the Discovery Plus merger stuff on its own. I'm cool with, but I think overall I'm probably at a Bombadil. I think the price increases and the and I still just don't like the name and everything and the blue as you said dumb color change. So that was like the worst one to do. Yeah, honestly. Um, otherwise. The, the here's just Do quick orange quick <laughs> quick psa is if you have discovery plus and hbo max don't pay for discovery plus because it is literally part of max now yeah. you're just paying for the same for thing for the twice. 10 people that have discovery plus yes yeah stop paying for it you have the same thing twice just yeah. get max at this point all right holden now we can get off with that's news on with the next stuff, the future of John Wick Holden. I hear there's another one in development. And Fill me in. Yeah. So um, on some sort of earnings call uh, this week, the uh, Lionsgate kind of film uh, chief Joe Drake, he said he mentioned that John Wick Chapter five is in early development, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. He also said that three John Wick spinoffs are currently being worked on. And that includes Ballerina and the Continental uh, which we already were aware yep. of. Um, but that means there's another one that we're not sure what it is. It's the one where you're John Wick. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be awesome. You just <laughs> dye your hair black. You uh, say, I'm back. Yeah, um, but it's just interesting because, I I mean, no, I guess we still won't spoil how John Wick 4 ends, but um, considering how it ends, it's weird that there's going to be I mean, a you could, line. you could, <laughs> when I was watching it, I, I was like, they can work around yeah, with they what they have. Yeah, they definitely can. But, yeah. at, but we also talked about, like, should they, right? And we said like, they shouldn't. Yeah. We said, leave it here. You're not going to top it. Now, maybe it's just a mission and impossible situation where they just continue to make them somehow better and better. But that's the thing. So I, I think about, like, Mission Impossible and maybe to a lesser extent, like, Fast and Furious, like, these movies that get more and more ridiculous. But I feel like John Wick, like, part of it's, like, it's not, it's not super realistic or anything i mean no. you have like the bulletproof suits and stuff but i feel like there also is a an air of some some like foot in reality for some of it like i i, I say that and there's still like a, a lot of ridiculous stuff so i feel like you you can go too far for john wick and i'm i'm concerned that they will do that eventually well they're not like defying the laws of physics yeah. right yeah. yeah like that hasn't happened in john wick that i mm -hmm. can think of it's still like grounded in like what is Aside actually him falling like and surviving <laughs> like five story fall or whatever <laughs> but several times or whatever yeah. you know they but it doesn't like he just like floats from one spinning car to another and like yeah. you know he's the fast and furious where they're like just zip lining with cars and you know whatever and granted i guess like you know I, not that I want to completely compare this with Fast, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious did a similar thing where it had a whole like change. And that's when it like originally it was I would not even completely realistic, but it was just street racing. And then it changed into physics defying just everything. But I don't think John Wick should do that because John Wick is already at the right place. Like Fast and Furious was finding its footing. John Wick has already found its footing. I'm just curious where you go. Like, I think mm -hmm. you have to go to like even bigger stunt work sort mm -hmm. of thing where he is maybe just like f fighting people between like hell, like airplanes and he's jumping off and like battling people like while he's falling down or something. Like, where else do you go with it? Because the last one was already so incredible from that standpoint. Like, it, the, 
to increase the spectacle. I just think that the fourth one set such a high bar of like it's everything hard, yeah. in that was pretty much impeccable. Where it's, do you go? It's hard to know what, yeah, how much farther they can go because it felt like that whole like final sequence, especially, was just like the best you can do with largely in camera like choreography and whatnot. So I don't know. And that's where John Wick has always been its best. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, they. I mean, they keep like outdoing themselves in terms of uh, of what they're doing. So if they find a way, I'm all for it. But it's hard for me to think of what else they can do. <laughs> Here's my thing: you gotta. I, I'll be on. I'll be open to it if it's the same team mm-hmm. that's made them, and uh, Keanu Reeves is is still on board. Like I just think, and and like maybe yeah. at most two more like you cannot make more than two more of these movies otherwise he needs needs to retire at some point like uh, uh, keanu reeves the man is is almost 60 i think (laughs) like i i just think that should end with four like nobody's gonna blame you for ending with four you're ending Mm -hmm. on a really high note yeah you i don't think you want to be the one that should have retired you don't want to look back and say we should have ended there yeah Exactly. Instead of going you don't want to. You don't want to be a Jim Davis with Garfield. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go more like Indiana Jones. Yeah, like well, that's a better three. comparison. But we haven't seen five <laughs> yet. Maybe it is actually amazing, and all the critics are wrong, Holden. Yeah, maybe they weren't wrong about Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> a little hint for the next part of the episode. Um, but I'm gonna go Bergeron here. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Bergeron. I mean, I, I'm probably more into the idea of the spinoffs, honestly. Like I like the world and everything. And if they try different stuff with it, I'm, I'm kind of into that idea. Um, but yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about continuing the mainline series. I'm, I'm the opposite. If they are going to do something, have it be the mainline series. I, I don't really care about the spinoffs. Yeah. So which is where I'm at. All All right. right. Bergeron's Bergeron Holden. Speaking of franchises, the Terminator. That should probably end. That should have ended a long time <laughs> yeah. ago. Uh, yeah, the Terminator. So I saw this, we, this. You know what? We thought Dark Fate was okay, right? Yeah, we were we, fine we were with like, it. It's all right. Although I don't remember a lot about it. I don't either. Point. I really don't remember that much. Um, yeah, so apparently James Cameron is writing a new script for a new Terminator movie, which is interesting on its own because I don't think he's written any of them past two. I think it's always just been him like, oh, yeah, this is a, this is like the best movie, the best one since Terminator <laughs> 2 or whatever. He says that for like everyone that comes out. Um, but no, he's apparently writing a new script mm-hmm. and it's based on the recent growth of AI uh, in our culture and everything, which I mean, I don't know, like I... I, I, on one hand, I'm like cynical and like, I don't know if like, I want AI to like that to be such a big, you know, subject in movies, it might get old or whatever. But I also think with like Terminator that could work really well. It like maybe like sort of a reimagining of the series, but take it in like from the angle of where we are now and stuff Mm -hmm. like instead of, I mean, obviously AI has always been a big part of it. That's the whole, the crux of the series, but uh, maybe look at it from where we are now and, and grow from there. I think it's interesting. Like you said, now I'm my interest is peaked because Jim Cameron, James Cameron is the one writing it. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, well, then he has an idea that he actually wants to do. Yeah. Uh, which is, I just think that's, that's interesting. I, if he's at the head of this, that's going to make it an event that you're going to want to see because James Cameron <laughs> doesn't miss. Like he, he's going to make an entertaining movie at yeah. the very least. 
I, my guess is he won't direct it. Um, I mean, if he's, I, although I guess, I mean, there has been those, the, that stuff about, he might not direct all the avatar movies mm-hmm. or whatever. So maybe, but if he is going to be on board, all the avatar movies, my guess is he'll have someone else direct and he would write this, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell, but even if he's just writing it, I think be at least interesting to see. Now, another little interesting tidbit about this is Arnold Schwarzenegger has come out recently saying he's done. Like he's yeah. not coming back to the Terminator franchise. I think that's fine. I mean, he, great. He is like the most iconic part and, and he is great in, in the movie. pretty much. I mean, he's like the best part of even like Genesis, which that movie is pretty terrible, but um, yeah, I don't know. I like, he could be retired, like give it to someone else, have someone else try. I think that's fine. I think he could be convinced if James, James Cameron was doing that. That's though. true. Yeah. He might be like, well, wait a second. How big is that check? (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, I think like we've had Genesis and Dark Fate and both times the whole gimmick is, oh, it's old Arnold Schwarzenegger come back as Terminator. I'm kind of iffy on if I want that a third time. Like, I feel like that might wear thin. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, too. I'm overall at a Bergeron for this. Yeah, I think I am also at a Bergeron for this. So, yeah. Holden, you had written down in our notes that there's going to be a John Madden movie. Yeah. I know you're a huge <laughs> NFL fan. Well, yeah, I wanted to write. I wanted to talk about it first, and then you can get into your thoughts because you actually like football. But my <laughs> thoughts, it's crazy. That they're making a movie about the guy that made the video games. Right, oh, yeah. Jimmy? yeah like very Madden funny. NFL yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. New video game based movie. Um, but apparently, yeah, Will Ferrell is going to be portraying John Madden, which is interesting. I mean, I don't know anything about John Madden, so I don't know if that's good casting or not. I don't think so. He's not really Will Ferrell-esque at all. Okay. Well, I mean, and you know, granted, Will Ferrell could be, you know, maybe this is him trying to take more a dramatic role. His Oscar know? role. Yeah, this is his Oscar role. Um, but I don't know. It, this is also being made partially by Amazon. As far as I can tell, it's also going to be theatrical release though. Um, so not just straight to Amazon. Um, but the catch I wrote down is it's going to be directed by David O. Russell, uh, who directed our favorite movie of last year, Amsterdam. That was one of the worst Awful. movies I've ever <laughs> so seen in bad. my life. I don't, um, that is the most excruciating film going experience I've ever had. And he's also just a confirmed awful person. Um, so that's not good either. Um, I, the only other movie, I've if seen I f- wanted to see an awful movie made by an awful person, I would just make my own movie. Hold on. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the, the only other movie I've seen from him is silver linings playbook, which I do like, um, but I don't know. The Amsterdam just soured my, like everything about Horrible. him. Like, geez, gee whiz. Um, but I wrote this down word for word. I don't know what any of it means. It's apparently going to focus on his relationship or his friendship with Al Davis, the former owner of the Oakland Raiders. You actually read that wrong. This is actually the new Terminator movie and it's his friendship with AI Davis, which oh, is the AI new Terminator. Davis, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and James Cameron is writing it and, he, but he's going to have David O. Russell direct it. Okay. Uh, no, I have, I, I don't really know anything about that relationship. I know I have, Yes, he was a coach for the the Raiders. I more know Madden and 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 football fans would from his his stints on TV as a mm-hmm. broadcaster. And you go, well, you know, this is where they're gonna do Spider Two White Banana Hail Mary. You know, he's got the like Harry and, Carey you're doing right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me up to the ball. Come on, Cubbies. <laughs> you know, he's got the Which Will Ferrell and, also played. You see, Will Harry Carey. Will Ferrell did a good Harry Carey. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he's got a good. John Madden, because clearly that was an impeccable John Madden and Harry Carey by me. <laughs> so obviously there's some sort of correlation. Like Vin Diesel and Mike Ehrman Trout right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's all about the family. <laughs> the Bursafire. It's getting worse. <laughs> it, <is. laughs> it's, it doesn't not. It doesn't sound like anything now. No. Um. I'm at a Burge run. I. I don't want to see this. Probably. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I just sort of maybe Bombadil. Bombadil. Really? Yeah. Why not? I think I'm at a Burge run. I don't have strong feelings about it. So there we, we go. Burge run. There we go. Uh, some more news, Holden. Quentin Tarantino. You hear about this guy? No. He <laughs> revealed some info about his like next, apparently, <laughs> final <laughs> film, The Critic. The Movie Critic. The Movie Critic. Thank you. The Movie Critic, uh, which uh, takes place in California in 1977. This is all based on a Deadline article. They did a huge interview with him. There's like yeah, four sections. Yeah, I saw, I saw some of it. Um, it's going to be this. The movie is based on a guy who really lived but n- was never really famous, and he used to write movies, movie reviews for porno, porno reg. This is Quentin Tarantino's words. Mm-hmm. Um, he, this is a continuation of his quote. He wrote about mainstream movies, and he was the second string critic. For, he was the second string critic for this <laughs> porno magazine about <laughs> movies somehow. I think he was a very good critic. He was a, uh, as cynical as hell. This review, his reviews were a cross between early Howard Stern and what Travis Bickle, Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Driver, might be if he were a film critic. But the porno rag critic was very, very funny. He was rude, you know. He cursed. He used racial slurs. Imagine that in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Can't imagine that. But his beep, but his (laughs) was really funny. He was rude as hell. You wrote you can't like, even you can't even say it if it's a quote <laughs> from someone, Jimmy. It's a clean podcast, Holden. Oh my God. He wrote like he was fifty-five, but he was only in his early to mid thirties. He died in his late thirties. It wasn't clear for a while, but now I've done some more research, and I think it was complications due to alcoholism. That's the end of his mm-hmm. quote that I have there. Uh, apparently, he said he'd like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio to play them, but they're too old for the role. So he has someone in mind who's around 35, but he is not saying who it is. Yet. Wait a few more years and get Timothy Chalamet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, cool. It, it, yeah. From what I had seen, it sounds like he's working with, he's looking at working with someone new, which is cool. I mean, I, I like the Tarantino crew and everything, but I think it's nice that he'll, you know, try someone new. He'll probably throw in a Sam Jackson cameo or something, but you know, Try someone new for his, his, his last Eli movie. Roth or not? No, what's his name? Something Roth. Eli Roth. Is that it? Yeah, from In the Glorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of his, right? Mm, I think so. Um, I think this is a, I think this is not a good move. I mean, I I would love to eat these words. I think this is a bad idea for a movie. I think it's going to be a hangout movie. It's going to be like Pulp Fiction, but without any plot. Is kind of where I mean, I'm at, and I think that. I mean, it's I think that is not, not a movie I want to see. I mean, couldn't you describe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that way, though? Oh, I have only seen it once, I guess. Like I, that movie. I love that movie. I think that movie just has like no plot for most. I mean, I, that's that's not entirely true. There is like little kind of stories happening in there. But like a lot of it is just kind of like almost a day in the life of yeah. these people. Right? That's a good point. I just think that this is something that I think I'm not going to like very much, which is kind of disappointing because I really like Quentin Tarantino movies, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm just, the more I find out about it, it's almost like the less excited I am for it. So I'm almost at a Bergeron for for this news. See, I, you know what? I, he seems really excited about this, this concept and everything. I'm kind of like, maybe like deep down, I'm more of a Bergeron, but I think I'm like, like gut, I want to go with, 
Tarantino. I, I believe what he's saying. I'm like into what he's saying. I, I, Tarantino knows what but he's doing. But I mean, doing, he hasn't you know? even started pre pre production yet. As yeah. he said, this is like a month away yet. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like it's if this is going to be the last one, I wish it was like more of a bang. And again, I would love to eat my words with this. I would love to be wrong in this meeting, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie and replace the poster back there of Inglorious Bastards. But I, I, I doubt it. Honestly, <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm into it. I think, you know, once upon a time, once upon a time in Hollywood, honestly, probably even surprised me. Um, Cause I mean, I, you know, I was excited for it cause it was a Tarantino movie, but I mean, it did just kind of look like a hangout movie from the trailers, but I ended up really, really liking it. I've seen it a few times at this point, but maybe he just feels like from a like action or, you know, you know, insane over the top standpoint, he can't get much farther than like Django or something. He's like yeah. peaked or, or in that regard. So well, he's even, trying something a bit more contained. Even if you have a little bit of it, like you take this guy <laughs> and then you add like there's like a mystery element or a murder, or like a whodunit or something to like, yeah, just propel things along. Then I'm on board. But if it is literally just like it's just I'm about this guy, no, I'm guessing and that's there's something. It. It, it, to me, I I read it more as like it's based on this guy. Like yeah, like it's not it's not like a biopic or anything. But he didn't it's say just, he didn't say anything about plot though. He just yeah. literally said it's based on this guy. My guess is it's it, he's he's taking this guy from real life, maybe changing the name or whatever, and you know maybe using his wit and whatever like whatever yeah. Tarantino admired him, and then putting him into a situation. That would be my guess. Yeah. But I guess uh, that's pure speculation. Yeah. All right. I'm at a Bergeron. That's where I'm at. I hope I hope I really like this. I want to. Quentin Tarantino, I love your stuff. He also talked about shows and how every Netflix show is the same or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw something about that. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a Brokaw. I'm down. All right. I'm into it. Uh, this is just a really quick hitter before we go into Tog, but Anatomy of Fall, uh, Anatomy of a Fall won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. We just talked about Cannes a lot. Uh, just to give you a mm-hmm. sense of the previous winners, last three before this year, Triangle of Sadness, which of course was a Best Picture nominee. Wasn't particularly a fan of that we were movie. We kind of middling on that one. But I can see why people liked it. Yeah. Uh, Titan. I never saw Titan. You did, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a wild movie. I mean, I, I think it's it's very entertaining and and interesting. I don't know if I... I don't know if I loved it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but I, I liked it. Uh, it was. But Parasite was the year before that, and that obviously course, went on incredible. to win Best Picture and yeah. was a great movie. Uh, so here's the synopsis of Anatomy of Fall. I think it sounds pretty good, actually. Sandra, a German writer, lives with her husband, Samuel, and their visually impaired son, Daniel, in a remote mountain Samuel chalet. and Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> in a remote mountain chalet in the French Alps. When Samuel, this is her husband, falls to his death in mysterious circumstances, the investigation cannot determine whether it's suicide or foul play. Uh-oh. Mm. Sandra is ultimately arrested for the murder of her husband, and the trial puts their tumultuous relationship with her and her son and her ambiguous personality under the microscope. Uh, as her young son takes to the stand, doubt starts creeping in between them. So I think it's a really cool kind of character study. Mm-hmm. I like how the anatomy of a fall is kind of like a dual meaning title. I think it's a good title yeah. for it because they're literally like analyzing this literal fall, but then the dissecting this basically probably fall of this person, uh, the mother into, you know, whatever kind of maybe like a, a little bit of a tar situation where you slowly learn more about this character yeah. over time. That worked really great. 
in that one, but that's about all I know about this. So just keep it on your radar, I guess, for when it goes to mm-hmm. a, a wider audience. Yeah, no, I, I think it sounds really cool from that, that uh, synopsis there. I didn't know anything about it prior to this, no. um, but yeah. I cool. guess it's getting picked up by Neon uh, or was, and they have I like had, Neon. Yeah, they, they had like Triangle of Sadness and Titan, so they won it like three years in a row. And Parasite. Now. They had Parasite they too. Had Parasite. That was not a twenty-four. No, that was Neon. So they've had the last four. <laughs> I so. didn't know they had to ten, but yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll give it a Broca. Good for the people who made that movie. Yeah, Broca for me as well. All right, Holden, it is Togb. All it right, Togb. It is time for Togb, as we say around here. The PlayStation Showcase, which um, I didn't realize, it's like the first one they did, have done in two years. Apparently, Seriously? apparently, well, like the first one they've called the showcase because they've okay. done like you know, they've done state, state of play, and All right, whatnot, sure, which sure. are okay. technically Makes sense. smaller, but I don't know. I don't really know what the, the technical difference is. Uh, but yeah, first one in like two years. Um, Jimmy, did you want to get in your deep dive? Yeah. Into <laughs> Cat yeah. Quest Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean uh, <laughs> as obviously we're going to spend the majority of time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that game looked nice i actually i actually thought it looked good i didn't write anything down about it but i was like that game looks like fun so i don't know holden thought every game looked like fun i took out i took took out a few i took out a few in here that i was like i don't really have much to say but the talk is gonna need to be rapid fire i think the only (laughs) thing we really can deep dive in is is spider-man otherwise we'll be here for the rest of the week yeah, no, I so the PlayStation Showcase in general got like a mixed reception, but I thought it was actually really good. I think I was just like into a lot of the indie games and everything, um, but I I was super into it personally. I was like, this game looks really. I've never seen this game before. It looks really cool. You know, this uh, this game also looks really cool. I don't know. I had a few that I thought looked cool and good. I'm just like, I don't know if I, that game's really for me. Mm-hmm. Like the one I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit was like 3D and 2D. That like was Starbuck. One, yeah, I thought that was a really cool the idea. Plucky Squire. Yeah, the Plucky Squire. I thought that was a really cool concept. I don't know if that was personally for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just really well done and original. So. Yeah, that's one of the ones I'm most excited for. I probably will play it, assuming, you know, it gets at least decent reviews. But yeah, like I, I just wrote down, you, you kind of go in between like a storybook kind of 2D hand drawn and then you come out into the real world. Looks like you, you're you very small, so you fight like bugs and stuff. Yeah, looks, looks cool. R- reminded me of uh, It Takes Two a little bit. Okay. Vi- yeah. gra- visually. Um, I am wearing my PlayStation shirt, which I didn't even realize. Oh, nice. It was a, a happy, a happy PlayStation accent PlayStation chill, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, we can talk about what are you doing, but I did whip out the old original Xbox One a little bit oh, this wow. weekend. So, no so we'll, we'll talk about that and playing a little <laughs> Xbox original. So little tease for you. But first, Holden, let's talk about some of these games. So I'm just going to let you steer the ship here since you're the one who took the in-depth notes or were literally every game. I, I probably won't hit all of these. Um, the first one I'll mention though, Immortals of Avium, um, which is this weird like first person shooter where it looks like your hand is the gun. You got like different relics and stuff. And uh, it's the first, yeah. you remember that, that? that one? I was like, you know, that one looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Like the gameplay looked could like it could be satisfying. Yeah. So very I, interesting powers uh-huh. and stuff. I Lots agree. Of enemy variety. Um, kind of give me a little bit of Ghostwire Tokyo a little yeah, bit, but it, I, I, I don't know if go, I like, but I think better than Ghostwire Tokyo or looks to me anyway. It looks a bit more interesting than Ghostwire. At least it looks like different, you know, locations. Ghostwire is pretty much just set in like a city, but here it looks like there's a lot of different Tokyo, locations. actually. I yeah, believe. Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. Um, 
But no, the, I I was kind of into this. Uh, it's the first game from the studio, Ascendant Studios, but it's apparently uh, it's, it's kind of made up of veterans from a bunch of other studios, including Sledgehammer and Telltale. Um, so very different game from something like a Telltale game, but um, it's published by EA. It's one of their EA originals. I think that's like I think that's the label they put on games that are like more like you do your own thing and we'll yeah. just publish or whatever. So hopefully it doesn't have a ton of EA, you know, middling or whatever, but well, I think it looks interesting. I think it takes two is EA. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think, so. Yeah. And that, and um, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. But. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that was one that stood out to me. I had kind of forgotten about it until you brought it up here, but I was like, yeah, that, that the combat does look interesting. looks like it could be satisfying some interesting mm-hmm. combos that you could do. So, I got it. It's on my radar. Okay. It's on my radar. Okay. So I, I brought at least one up that you're kind of into. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what other games do you want to talk about? Um, I wanted to hit that Phantom Blade Zero game, um, which is the, I I described it. It looks like Ghost of Tsushima, but like over the top. You know? Do you know which one I'm talking I, about? I remember it a little bit. Okay. This it, is the one in Japan again. Yeah, it's like a Japan-based one. Uh, it looks like you're. It's more. It looks kind of like dueling combat, but it's not as maybe as in depth as Ghost of Tsushima, and it's it's more based on like mythology and stuff. Yeah, almost, yeah, more like boss battle sort of thing. It almost looked kind of like like Neo or something, if you remember that game coming out, um, which I think is it's kind of like Dark Souls, yeah, but in Japan or something. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that. Um, but the art style looked kind of interesting. It looked like a lot of different. I, I mentioned enemy design again, but interesting creatures and whatnot. But kind of mixed more with a like Ghost of Tsushima style combat. Yeah, um, I'm remembering this now. Yeah, and it's um, got a little bit of like an that anime vibe. Yeah, definitely. it does. I I also wrote down I wasn't familiar with the series. Apparently, it's like based on a series that's like a mobile game series. Interesting. Um, so, but this is like the first Infinity big Blade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Back something like that. Uh, but this is like the first big budget like console release, so that's it, why I hadn't heard of it. It looks great. I yeah. mean, it looks very well done, but definitely like, yeah, more fantastical elements. Oh, yes, this sequence on this cart. I do remember that now because I'm like, that is pretty impressive. It looks really cool. <laughs> like, yeah. As as you're, he's, you're, obviously the audience can't see even on YouTube, but he's he's watching the trailer again, kind of skipping through it. It looks yeah. really cool. I, I It's it's one I'll probably wait to see more as it yeah. comes out, but wait to see. it has a lot of potential. But so. I do remember that cart kind of sequence mm-hmm. as like a set piece. And I was like, oh, that it, I'm putting a little mental note, all right, keeping all right. it down <laughs> on the radar. But I did when it did say Phantom Blade Zero. I'm like, is this a series I've never heard of? Yeah, yeah. that's how I was. Uh, but I looked into it. Apparently, a mobile game. I I think this looks like it's not just a mobile game put on console though. So All right. a lot of work put into it. So, um, yeah, awesome. Um, I mentioned just quickly Sword of the Sea, uh, which is the new game from the Journey and Absu developer. Yeah. Um, which I need to. Pl- I haven't played any of them. I'm pretty sure that I have all of them because yeah, of PlayStation Abs- Plus or whatever. I haven't played Absu yet, but that's all. I think it is also free. Um, it looks gorgeous. Um, I, not. It looks very similar to Journey and Abzu. Mm-hmm. Not. Not a ton to. I guess say about it. Journeys, I mean, it's it is quite the experience. It is a lot of fun. I can see why people love it so much. And did that come out on PlayStation Three? I think originally, yeah. yeah. And then got a PS4 port, but um, yeah, it looks cool. Not a ton to say about it. Don't know much about it. All right. Um, I just wanted to quickly mention there's that that Square Enix game called Foam Stars that is literally that just Splatoon. Weird. That was. <laughs> that was like the biggest break between the cinematics and I'm like cinematic. I was like when yeah. it was first, I'm like, 
This is a really nice looking game. And then it just cut to the gameplay. I'm like, wow, does that look terrible? Doesn't look good. And then it's just like foam. It's just Splatoon from Nintendo. So in Splatoon, does it also like you go can jump on the stuff that you just splattered all over? I think I thought so, that yeah. was the one unique part of it is like, oh, I guess it's actually like changing the arena a little bit by actually spraying this. But well, yeah. So, I mean, the, the whole goal of most of Splatoon is you're like it's like kind of area control where you're trying to get the most amount of paint on like a certain you know parts of the map or whatever but this it was like it, it was like the same thing different colored foam it also was like you're like skating around on the foam which just looked like the there's a mechanic in splatoon where you turn into a squid and kind of swim through the ink and everything to get around faster it looked like that. It, it honestly, everything about this just looked like a splatoon rip I was so. not impressed. No. I was not impressed. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, no weird one. That's just that's all I wanted to say about it. Uh, getting into some bigger ones though, uh, they're apparently making a remake of Metal Gear Solid Three, um, which is apparently the best one from a lot. What I hear from a lot of people, um, the remake is called Metal Gear Solid Delta. I don't know why it's called that. Um, the trailer and it's was, literally just the sign to the Delta. Yeah, it's the sign. Delta sign. <laughs> and I'm like, at first I thought it was Alpha. And I'm like, no wait, no, no, that's not Alpha. That's Delta, because I remember my high school chemistry. I, I didn't remember what the sign was until I saw like articles calling it Delta. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, interesting. I, this had been rumored for a while, um, but then it was also followed by confirmation that the original three are going to be re- released on at least PlayStation this fall. Um, Not it, remastered or anything. Though. I don't think Just so. Kind of a PlayStation they might take, Two. There were there were HD remasters for the 360 PS3 of I think two and three. Okay. So it might be those versions. Um, but I I'm at least interested in those because I might try them out. Everyone talks about how good they are. Um, I so haven't I'm even played Phantom Five Phantom Pain. Yeah, so no, I'm I like, haven't either. I don't know. I don't know. They, I might really enjoy them. Actually, I do like stealth gameplay like that, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I mean, people love five. I have it because it's part of the PlayStation Plus yeah. or whatever collection or whenever it was. So oh, I'll have to try it out sometime. Yeah, I think the big thing for this is people are. I mean, this is like the first. I mean, I guess there's Metal Gear Survive, but like Kojima, Ao Kojima is not going to be a part of this yeah. at all. Um, yeah. So people are. You know, wondering if they're going to remaster it in any in any good way, but we'll see. I don't have any thoughts on Metal Gear Solid Three really. I, I'm more excited about the re-releases of the original games, personally. Well, you would be Holden. Yeah, you would, I would be. be. Um, I also wanted to mention Alan Wake Two got Which, a trailer. Yeah, the the remastered one is on sale now for I think like twelve bucks or something. Oh wow! So okay, maybe I'll pick that up and play it. Um, I, j- I mentioned that he looks like Jared Leto in the trailer. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> it's, it looks different than the original game. Um, p- looks like there's going to be multiple playable characters. Looks like he might switch between Alan and, and this new FBI agent lady. Um, visually, look, I think it looks really good. I um, do too. You didn't play the remaster one, right? No, you no. you had you replayed the original one like right before the remaster yeah. like was announced or came out well, or something. I had bought the original like years ago, and then a few years ago after I played Control, um, when that DLC was coming out with like the Alan Wake stuff, and I was like, okay, I'll play Alan Wake, and I had it on PC, so I played it, and then yeah, like months later they announced <laughs> the remaster. So great, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'll have to check it out because I think it looks interesting. It looks a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I'll have to judge it. Otherwise, maybe it'll be a PS Plus game. As you know, as soon as I like buy it, then yeah, it'll uh-huh. show up. That's how it usually works. Monthly game. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I like it. I'll 
on the radar once again cool. on the radar yeah, coming out in october um and then i wrote down assassin's creed mirage mm-hmm. which you had more to say about it i just yeah. said looks like assassin's creed they gotta go to <laughs> look they have like so many taking place in the middle east they gotta go to China. what country is this or like what i think it's, or whatever is this i don't remember i think they it's like the Persian the trailer or assassin's um, creed mirage all right let's find out you oh no that's the character's name <laughs> location yeah i don't this know this is I, some uh, great baghdad baghdad okay which is in iraq yeah i'm not uh i've never really been into assassin's creed um personally but it looked i, I granted i it's not like i've watched a ton of like odyssey origins or valhalla but it looked more like old school yeah. Assassin's Creed. It looks Creed. more like the first couple. Yeah, it doesn't which, look as open or much kind of role playing. Looks more straightforward. Which the first one is Jerusalem, I think. What is, is the second one? Assassin's Creed 2 location. Isn't it? I thought the first one was Italy or is the second one Italy? The second one is Florence. Okay. Assassin's Creed. I just assumed like the first few were all I think in, the like, first Italy. one No, that's Origins. Not Origins. <laughs> Not Origins. Origins. Assassin's Creed 1. Is no, it's still coming up with origins. <laughs> wow. Is the oh, whole okay. ca- yeah, Israel, Palestine, Syria. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure the so the, I, they're, look, they're going back. Go to China, come on, go to or South America. They have, they have one of those spin off 2D games that's in China, they do, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chronicles or whatever, one and Russia, yeah. one India, China, South America. Oh my gosh, there's so many cool things you could do that. that I was saying like something with like Chin Shi Wong, first emperor of China. He's the guy who does Great Wall, Terracotta Warriors. You have so many fantastical elements you could include there because they like to do that. Yeah, please. I, I Go somewhere you haven't gone or go back to Rome because I want you to do a Rome one again. <laughs> That's my thought. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's good. The Persian Empire is cool. I think if, if that's what this is or Ottoman Empire. So... I don't know. Wait and see. It'll probably be fine, just like every other Assassin's Creed game. It's like probably be okay. It is like that's the one thing that's nice about Assassin's Creed. It's like here's what it is. You either you either know what it is. just fine with that, or you're not gonna play it. Yep. And I think that's fine, perfectly fine. Yep. Cool. Um, wanted to briefly mention Dragon's Dogma too, just because uh, Xander has been at least at some point playing the first one, knowing this one's coming out. So don't really have any thoughts on it. Shout out to Xander. So. That's all I wanted to say. Nice. Um, then RE4 remake, the VR trailer for that. It's it coming. Brief, it was kind of brief. Didn't really get a release date or anything. It showed the blocking though with a knife, which was one thing that I was, was like, really awesome. Which I, it was I was, cool. yeah, I was like, when the original the flat one came out, I was like, how is the blocking gonna work? That's featured in the the gameplay or the parry or whatever. Real time parrying with the knife. That'd be really cool. We'll see how <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm excited though. I need to finish eight. Mm-hmm. Um, VR because it is it's awesome yeah it's really fun um, so yeah awesome cool looking forward to that probably we'll just wait to play it in VR then at this point yeah so that uh, confirm um, wanted to briefly mention Arizona Sunshine 2 uh, just because the first game of that was like one of the first big VR games yeah, it was um, I played it a couple years ago when I first got the VR the Oculus Rift S it is pretty janky by modern standards it's it, it's 
pretty rough. I um, heard the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners has kind of overshadowed it since yeah. then. And I think I might have even played that after I played some Walking Dead, so that might not have helped. But um, it's it's a little rough. This one looks, I mean, more updated and modern. We'll see. I mean, they were the forerunners kind of of, the, of these games, so we'll see if this one turns out to be any good. Yeah. Um, kind of a fun trailer. A lot of physics. They got the nom 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 playing with the guy's head. Yeah, it did. So. Yeah, it looked fun. Um, I'll skip most of these, and then uh, there's the PlayStation streaming handheld thing, Project Q. I think Project it was Q. Um, Weird. Which everyone online is just talking about how it looks like a Wii U tablet. Like in they, they were like, oh, the, so Sony at this uh, this. Uh, event announced the Wii U and Splatoon. They're a few years behind Nintendo. <laughs> so here's the weird thing about that. It's streaming only. Yeah, like the Wii U handheld or yeah. the Wii U tablet. It The price point is going to be the thing here. It cannot be more than $200. There's it that. cannot be. I don't even if, think it's worth that much. And even at myself. that point, yeah. I mean, it's got an 8-inch screen. Mm-hmm. It's got to be at least 1080p. And it's got to be like OLED or something. I mean, it's got to be a great... The screen has to be a killer feature. Mm-hmm. It's streaming. I mean, like, I makes it makes sense why it's streaming only, but it's, I don't know. Like, I part of me is like, I like this from a standpoint of it'd be cool to be able to like, if I had Wi-Fi and a treadmill in like my home, I could play on like while I'm walking or something, and that's sort of a feature I'd like. Well, or someone's like sitting on the couch, and maybe your someone else in your household is using the TV for something, that, yeah. or you want to play like in bed. I think that's cool. It's just it's it's streaming and how good is the streaming going to be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like the fact that it has a, the dual sense. But I mean, you could just get like an iPad. Yeah. For, you know, like you could get an iPad and just use the remote play app. So they have to have some sort of thing that's going to make it differentiate itself. Otherwise, it's just not going to be worth it. Well, in the case of like your treadmill, would you even be able to play down there? Because you have no, to no, no. Get- that's what I'm saying. If I like had my own house and had Wi-Fi, oh, network, I see. Okay. whereas this is like I won't have access to the Internet. So yeah, it has to be connected to the PS5 itself. So, yeah, I mean, that was I mean, for all the faults of the Wii U, that was kind of cool that you could switch to the gamepad and play while someone else was watching TV. But that was also included with the console. So like that was just a feature that console had. This is something else you have to buy. And I just don't know if that feature is worth $200. Also, where's the is the touchpad like on the back then? Because there's no like touchpad. Yeah, that's true. Unless it's just the screen. The screen and the entire screen is the touchpad. Which in that case, I'd have to rework that into games. I'd feel like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a really weird product. I don't hate it actually. Mm-hmm. Like I, I might actually be a demographic that would maybe get this at one point. Okay. If if I did have that situation where I would treadmill in my home and I could walk and do it, don't have that right now. Um, sure. But it, interesting. The other thing was the the wireless earbuds, I which have is no thoughts on those. <laughs> which is nice. It'd be nice if they just opened it to all Bluetooth headsets and all that. Do they not? No. Like if I want to connect, I don't think you can connect your my Sony headphones to it. I don't believe. I think you have to have the the Sony ones themselves. Okay. So like if you want to do AirPods with your PlayStation, I do not think it works. I mean, you I could be, look yeah, it actually, up. I think you're right. Can AirPods connect to PS5? The answer is, it says yes. No, it says yet. You can't. Yet. Why does it say yes? Okay, I don't know. It's like the middle you, of an yet, article. Yet you can't. To wired headphones or PS5 compatible headsets. So these are PS5 compatible. That's right. I just use my wired uh, Apple earbuds if I... 
I just use my wired Sony ones. My wireless headphone, Sony headphones. Sony headphones don't connect to the, they have to be the PS5 PlayStation. Specifically. That's, why can they not? Yeah. Silly. That's weird. Uh, but now let's talk about the, the big one. Uh, Spider-Man Hour 2. Hour into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man 2. Our, our Little Mermaid's going to be a little short. Uh, it's going to be little. It's going to be a little review of Little Mermaid. All right. Spider-Man 2. This is probably, it's our most anticipated game, right? It's got it. For the rest. Yeah. For the I rest think of the so. Year. I don't did even remember. Did you have one I, higher than this? Oh, really? no. I did have Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2, but that, there's no way that's coming out this year. We I was I was actually, I was thinking like, why didn't they show it at this at this event? But if they haven't shown anything yet, they only have like the title for that. I don't think it's coming out this year. So yeah. probably just Spider-Man. All right, so Spider-Man 2, we have Kraven the Hunter. It seems like he's going to be at least one of the antagonists of this, if not the main antagonist. Obviously, we have... His design is just looks comic accurate. It just looks like the yeah. 60s outfit, pretty much. I like it a lot. I think he looks cool. Yeah, I like it, too. Did we know he was going to be in this? I feel like there was something about it. I don't know. I feel it, like Craven the Hunter has just been rumored for Spider-Man things for so long that I'm I might be getting it. Which is funny because like I really know who the character is now, even though I have not read or seen him in anything. <laughs> which yeah. is funny. I like. I mean, I really only know Craven, I guess, from the. I I use I had big comic collections of like the old '60s runs, yeah. and so I know him from that. Um, but I've always thought he's kind of a fun villain. So yeah, so he's coming to New York because he wants like it's like the the greatest or the what's the short story called? It's like the greatest game, most dangerous game, most dangerous game. Yeah, with like hunting people. So he's going to New York for the most dangerous game, hunting all these superheroes, the supervillains, the lizard. <laughs> Um, which like you said, what did you say about the lizard? Do you describe the, the visual appearance? Of yeah. Him? He looks like the, he looks like Godzilla from like the new Godzilla movies, but just small, like so I, he, far, he, maybe by the end, he's just, it's well, yeah, it seems like he's growing, but like he has like the weird, like spikes on his back. I was like, at, I mean, we don't get like a great look at him on, uh, whole, but like anytime I was seeing his back, like in the water, I was like, that looks like Godzilla, like from this movie or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so we have lizard, Godzilla, and then of course the symbiote, mm-hmm. or symbiote, or symbiote. I call it symbiote. Yeah, I say symbiote too. Um, yeah. So we have those elements. Obviously, this seems like it's earlier on in the game, but he does have the symbiote suit already. So I don't know exactly where it's at. Yeah. In the game itself, but this looks like a fun sequence from the game that we get to see the gameplay of it. I don't know if it's just me, but the webs look like they look like traversals much faster i mean obviously you have the new gameplay element of when they were switching yeah. uh which is kind of arkham knight style where they're I, switching across or, or gta 5 i'm wondering if um the the web swinging like speed might just it might be heightened by the fact it's like a scripted sequence too i like it but i don't know it does look there's a lot more like variety and things well, you i can think do, it was it sped up between the original spider-man on playstation 4 and even miles morales just because so? the, the ps5 I don't, this is the ps5 this is gonna be ps5 only right this I think one so, yeah. so maybe that unlocks it to be even faster i mean obviously there is brand new really fast reversal things you have the super slingshot where miles is like pulling on the two flagpoles a yeah, la I, wonder, Tobey Maguire, I wonder if that's Spider-Man something one. you can do like if that's just a very situational thing or if it's not something you can do like all the time yeah i wonder maybe there's a certain locations throughout where you maybe, have yeah. that 
Um, but that was really cool. And he just zoomed across the map. <laughs> I like how Peter's like, I'm not going to be able to make it in time. And then Miles literally just goes halfway across New York in like 20 <laughs> seconds. Um, yeah, and the then, gliding. Yeah, the gliding. See, I'm, I'm excited for that wingsuit kind of thing. Best so. part of Just Cause 3 is the, the wingsuit, which is great. And going around New York, not sure how I feel about the AR sort of like rings that they fly through. I don't know. Seems kind of oh, gamey for me. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love it. Uh, the black suit looks great. It does. The symbiotes, obviously. It looks squishy. I like it. <laughs> it looks like it's constantly kind of like Vecna, how his, his body's always moving sure. around. The the symbiotes kind of just always moving around. Got the big kind of Venom-esque eyes. I think the way they're doing it in this is is probably good to make it like different or make it feel different from the normal suit more so than just a power boost right mm-hmm. like you're they're actually um like it's it's all slimy you've got like the tendril moves and everything it looks like making it more organic i think is probably the smart thing to do at least to, and yeah because otherwise it could just be like always a little punches a little bit harder or something yeah <laughs> no it, it definitely looks like it really changes things mm-hmm. gives you a, a bunch more unique abilities like you said, all the tendrils. There's like that one shot where it takes out like four guys at once or mm. whatever it is with the There's tendrils. A Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, very kind of. Very, <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of Groot uh, similarities there. But obviously, it's got the personality changing thing where Peter's a little bit like a, like he's annoyed. Like he's just like let me handle this. I know what I'm doing. Everybody else is kind of just not is just slowing me down. Sort of vibe to him. So slight tangent about that. I. I didn't realize before this coming out and seeing people talk about it, I didn't realize that's like originally from the animated series, that aspect of the black suit, like the original like Venom appearance in the comics, like he was just like, he just had the suit and he was just like normal. Mm. Um, And I think maybe it was more of like, maybe he got like, it like took him out at night, like when he was asleep or something, he wasn't aware or something. So he like, he would wake up and he was like in a different location or something. But this like is the, the symbiote. Yeah. The suit. symbiote suit. Okay. So the, the symbiote suit in the anime, the nineties animated series is where the like personality change like comes from. So did venom exist first and then they kind of expanded the symbiote suit on top of that? Or was it all, do you, no, are you aware? Venom came, venom came after the symbiote suit, but okay. I, I don't, I don't remember. I, I think it was still like, Eddie Brock was just like angry at Spider-Man. So then the symbiote like joined with him or once it got discarded or something, I don't know. But I think, I think the personality changes probably it makes it more interesting. It's yeah. cool. It's like, the one, it's like the one ring to rule them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll create conflict. One person pointed out, I saw on, on YouTube how at the end the symbiote like keeps going over like the logos and then it zaps apart by electricity, which is kind of signals that miles is going to be the one that relationship with miles Morales is going to help break through this symbiote thing, which is like, cool. It says be greater together or whatever. You know, I think that's a nice touch from the designer standpoint. If that is indeed what happens in the game, which I imagine is going to be what happens. Yeah. Poor old, or oh, I was going to say Aunt May's heart's going to be broken, but never mind. <laughs> it's already broken. Yeah. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so um otherwise hopefully you played the first game if you're listening to this it would make I sense cried if you were. when she died in I the first too. game <laughs> that got me it's, it's yeah it's sad um but yeah just even like but with the, the the effects of the symbiote black suit like he saves the one guy from like the helicopter crash and then he just like chucks him to the ground <laughs> like when he gets back and he's like back at it and miles is like what is going on here what is he doing um 
but uh, yeah, the the player switching reminds me of GTA Five. Probably is the closest thing I can. I'm sure think it'll of. be something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if you know you you switch to Peter and you know he's in a different location. It was like he was doing something else, kind of like in GTA Five, mm-hmm. where it seems like it makes it feel like the characters are doing something when you're not a uh, actually playing them. So. Yeah. Um, I would love it if it has the Arkham Knight style combo takedowns. Mm-hmm. I would think it would have that. Probably. Um, but that's great. Uh, again, very fun set piece. One thing I wanted to highlight is I really like how Insomniac, Insomniac does their quick time events. Mm-hmm. It's very faithful to the actual gameplay itself. Like if you're going to dodge, like I think there's a moment where Spider-Man dodges something and it's the dodge button in the game. It's not like some random mini game that you're all of a sudden playing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's actually the dodge button. Like the sequence in the first game where it's the crane, you're just trying to stop it. The yeah, to shoot the webs, you're the web using shooters. the web shooters that you use all game long. Mm-hmm. It just is incorporated in a sequence that is really cinematic. And I think it, it, adds to the gameplay and enhances it rather than takes it away. Mm -hmm. And I love how they do that. I think it makes the games really cinematic, uh, really epic. You just feel awesome in that moment. And I think it works better because you can really fine tune those animations as to oppose, as opposed to just, it's just the regular gameplay and then it cuts to a cutscene, or it's just the regular gameplay and there is no cinematic element to it. Yeah. I think they do a really good job at, at balancing both of those things. I agree. Yeah. So I just wanted to shout out because I know a lot of people are very, against quick time events i think that yeah they just i mean can need to be done well i i feel like you either have quick time events or you just have cut scenes right there's just some things you're never uh, i mean at least with our current technology you're just not going to be able to realistically implement and implement into gameplay so i i feel like quick time events are fine as long as you know they're done well like they are here so. yeah it's you know i don't hate quick time events to begin with it, like one that always comes up to mind is until dawn when you're like running away and you have to like hit their all the right buttons. Oh yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you trip and fall when that character dies or whatever. <laughs> um, that's I like the know. point of that game though. I think, but, that's, yeah, I I think that's kind of fun in that I game. Agree. But. Kind of the silly nature of it, but I can see why some people would find those annoying. Hmm. Just some quick gameplay changes. I wanted to highlight first off Queens is now part of the map. I think they added Harlem. Was it in yeah, the- Harlem? And Miles Morales. So we'll see how, if there's anything else playable there, how much more. Uh, obviously, had the black suit Venom abilities, mm-hmm. um, the super slingshot we talked about, the gliding. Uh, one thing when there was the stealth you could create, it was called web lines, I think, where it shot across, and now you don't have to hope there's a support steel beam across. You can just do yeah. it. Yeah. Makes it almost seem like maybe the game's too easy. That's what I was wondering. That's why I'm like mixed on it, because I'm like, now I feel like you could just like stealth take down everyone like pretty see, easily. That's the thing I thought was going to be with the case with Miles Morales, that game where you could turn invisible and like, but I actually found Miles Morales harder than the the original yeah, I game. Yeah, so too. Um, well, so they had like a cooldown and stuff for that. So I mean, maybe they'll do that with these these web lines. Maybe I'm guessing they have like a, a limit. limited yeah. number or something. But then there was also while he was on the web line, he did like a dual stealth takedown, mm-hmm. which or cool. perch takedown or whatever I think it was called in the first one. It's cool. Is it make it too easy? I don't know. We'll see. I I don't mind. I don't mind it if games are easy. Holden does, but. As long as I just like satisfying gameplay, give me satisfying combat and animations. I'm Mm. a big animations person. Like if it doesn't have good animations and it doesn't feel have the right feel, then it's a, then it's not great for me. Yeah. Um, no official release date, but fall 2023 release window and we got gameplay. So awesome. Finally. Thank goodness. Thomas two thumbs up broke out for me. 
for me as well, I was seeing a lot of discourse about the graphics. Some people are just like, it looks like the PS4 game. I don't know. I mean, it kind of does, but the PS4 game looks good. So who cares? I think there are certain things that don't look great, but I think the city itself and the lighting... I don't know. I don't have any problems with it. I think that maybe the character models. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. Miles Morales and in, in the remaster of the PS4 game on PS5 all both look really good. So I don't have any problems. I don't either. It was one of the best looking PS4 games. It's a good looking PS5 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all for Spider-Man. Just quick, couple quick notes. Apparently Gollum is just terrible. Who could have predicted that a game about Gollum would not be very fun? Yeah, I just I, I was honestly kind of surprised by the huge negative reaction for it because I feel like just not a ton of games come out that gets this much coverage and is this bad. But apparently it is really awful. So sorry for you, Lord of the Rings uh, Gollum fans. But. Yeah. Well, if you want to play a game with Gollum in it, Shadow of Mordor, I believe, has Gollum in it. Okay. Otherwise, Shadow <laughs> Awards great, too, in my opinion, for Lord of the Rings games. Um, the last thing I was going to add is that uh, Naughty Dog came out with the statement of like, hey, you know, Factions, that Last of Us multiplayer game. No, a lot of you are expecting it at the showcase. Mm-hmm. We still don't have anything to show and we're still working on it. Well, it was, I like, I get, I guess I get them saying that in the context of the showcase, but I, when they came out with it, I'm like, okay, like we don't, it's not like we had a release date. Like, yeah, I don't feel like you didn't yeah, need but to hold say that. It wasn't for you though. It's for all the insane people online who are like, where's your, where's your game? I'm going to send you Last of Us game. What's in the box? Oh, no. Sending you them death threats. Like, people do. Just people are insane. More crazy on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, just nothing of it. So, that's still multiple years away. <laughs> yeah. Remember when it was going to come out with The Last of Us? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, just merge on there, I guess. Overall, state of play, I'll go. go broke Osher. Why not? I'm going broke. I, I really liked it. I thought a lot of the indie games and more new games were really cool. And I think a lot of the negative feedback is just from people being disappointed that it wasn't like the last of us being there or something like, <laughs> like people just upset. It wasn't, you know, some member berries, which even still, I thought there were some, you know, big games shown. I don't you know if you're a street fighter fan, there's street fighter. I don't know. <laughs> Um, apparently Naughty Dog is also ma- working on a new single player game. They said as well. Yeah. So there you go. Last of us three. All right, Holden, it is time for our inaugural version of this segment, which is Tompies. If you did not know, Holden and I go to Popeye's basically every week before we see the movie oh, of do. the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that when I get into my car, my car on a, on the Thursdays, usually when we go to the movies, it'll say nine minutes to Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> because the it figures that's where I'm going. It's yep. like the series suggestion. Um, so I just think that's funny. We went, this is just going to be very brief uh, uh, kind of breakdown of our experience at Popeye's each week because it is always unique. It is always different. If it was, if it was just a place that was consistent, we wouldn't bother with this, but every week it is a completely different experience. It is Popeye's, Popeye's roulette. Yeah. Uh, so my experience this week, I ordered four piece chicken combo, got three pieces. So there Incredible. you go. Uh, I ordered five-piece chicken tender spicy. Uh, all my chicken was very flat. There you go. <laughs> was and tasty, though. Th- and that's Tom Pies this week. All right, <laughs> we'll see you next time um, for Tom Pies. Otherwise, Holden, let's dive into our non-spoiler review of The Little Mermaid. Just a small Tiny one. Just a small mermaid. All right, Jimmy. So this week we got the latest live action Disney remake, The Little Mermaid. Ah. 
Obviously. <laughs> Obviously a remake of the 1989 film of the same name. The movie that kickstarted the Disney, 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 Disney. Disney renaissance uh, for the 90s mm-hmm. with films like Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and all those greats. Um, but this uh, movie was directed by uh, Rob Marshall, um, who I mentioned to you afterwards directed the worst Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which did have mermaids in it. I didn't realize. I, I that's like, a good point. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one with mermaids in it. On Stranger Tides. Yeah, on right? Stranger Tides. Just for clarification, Holman. Mm-hmm. It's the worst one. I wasn't talking about the first movie, which is the best one. <laughs> but um, no, uh, he but he has directed like he directed like the the Chicago movie and the musical, okay. um, which is good. Um, so he's familiar with movie musicals and stuff. Um, I thought it was funny how much they marketed this as like a Rob Marshall film. I'm like, I don't even know who that yeah. is. I'm a film. I have a film podcast. <laughs> like, it, what is happening? It might be. It, it's probably for people that are like into musicals and are like, oh, that's a, that's the Chicago guy. That's I think the- he might have directed Into the Woods too or something i don't know but mm. i'd never seen that um yeah um plot synopsis i mean it's the little mermaid the little mermaid the one you know that you've hopefully seen yeah probably most of you've seen i mean quickly it's in, uh, off the top of my head ariel's a a mermaid she um, wants to she's a little i want to be where the people are yeah she wants to be at the surface uh she falls in love with the guy um but her and dad she would do anything she would to go do to the anything. surface uh, her dad doesn't want her to go there you go that's a, that's a synopsis, synopsis. Maybe this evil octopus lady Ursula can help Ursula. her. Um, yeah, I don't think this movie is very good. I, I th- thought it was fine, but well, I hate, we yeah. have two different perspectives yes. here, right? Because I just rewatched the first movie. I probably hadn't seen it since I was in like I was like three or something. I, we had it on VHS, but I don't think I watched it when I was like much older than that because I was probably like, oh, this is a girl movie, you know, like about mermaid. Yeah, Holden just oozes masculinity. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a little little kid, so it's I had that mentality to an extent. But um, no, I rewatched it earlier this week. Uh, Jimmy, have you ever seen it? I've seen it. I've definitely seen it a few times when I was little Okay, because as I was watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happens and that happens Mm. and that happens. And, uh, but I have not seen a very long time. So I basically was trying to figure out what was new and what wasn't since this movie is like 40 minutes longer yeah. than the original one. Um, or even more than that, right? Something like oh, that. Yeah, this know. is, it's like close to an hour longer than the original. Like, so, I think the original is 85 minutes, hour 20. So. And this is two fifteen or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, no. So I was basically re-experiencing a lot of this from a pretty fresh standpoint, and I thought it was fine. I thought the cast was pretty good. I thought Halle Bailey did a really nice job as the, the Little Mermaid. I thought uh, Melissa McCarthy was honestly great as Ursula. Ursula. Well, so Halle Bailey. Uh, that's the one thing I'll say. I think is an improvement. I think her singing in general was incredible. I think uh, it was really good, and I. I don't remember the voice actress from the from the animated movie. She's great too. Don't get me wrong, but Halle Bailey, I think, takes the the music to another level in this. Uh, clearly, a very gifted singer. So. Yeah. Uh, John, Joan, excuse me, Jonah Howard King uh, is the is Eric the the prince. Yeah. Um, I thought his performance when he was just being like the himself was good. I thought the singing was like it felt auto tune or like some like mm. heavily edited. And I'm like, it was weird. I was a little off-putting. 
Um, there are a few new songs in this that are, which are all bad in <laughs> they're my opinion. All weaker than the original <laughs> music, which the, I think the original music is quite good. Yeah, the all I think I could be counting wrong, and off the top of my head, I think there's like four main songs from the original, and they're all very good. And there's like three new ones in this, which I think is partially how they justify the the over two hour runtime. But it is. I just think none of them are very good. I was not into really any of them. One of them in particular is like just bad. The yeah, other two are like just not not good, very yeah. mediocre. But yeah, Aquafina plays was it Scuttle? Scuttle, yeah, the the seagull character. Yeah, and um there she has a song that I'm like, "Whoa, it's this so is bad. a new song." It's it, it made sense at the credits when we saw Lin Manuel Miranda wrote so, like some <laughs> of the new music because it sounded like a Lin Manuel Miranda song. I It seemed I, very out of place. Yeah. I I know there's there's some Lin Manuel Miranda haters out there, not quite there, but I just think his music was not the right for this. Yeah, so. it, it felt out of place. Um but uh over, I thought Aquafina. I I like Aquafina, so I thought her yeah. performance was funny. I think I she's she, fine. I feel like she actually tries with her voice acting to do something, you know. Yeah, people get really annoyed with her. I I don't really understand the hate. I think it's just because they're in movies that they don't that she's in movies that they don't really like. But I yeah. think I think she's pretty good voice actress in general. Yeah. So so I liked that. I thought Debbie Diggs as Sebastian the Crab was good. He had pretty good comedic timing as well. Mm. Again, I can't compare it to the original because I haven't seen it in so long. Um, who was a uh, flounder again? Jacob Tremblay, who is the kid from Room. Um, I don't know how. Every time I think of him, I think of him as the kid from Room. I'm like, that was like ten years ago. How old is he now? Oh my <laughs> gosh, it was eight years ago. It was eight years right? ago? Right, okay. 2015 is Room. Was it? I don't. Remember. I think so. Okay, is that when your Brie Larson crush began? I don't know. No, I, that'd be a weird movie to start my Brie Larson crush on. <laughs> <laughs> what? So good answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I, I thought the cast was really nice. Even like the, the, I don't know, the servant Butler guy. I liked him. I thought he was good. Yeah. Um, the queen character is, I was like, what she's is new. this lady from? She, she wasn't, so she's not in the original movie. No, queen there's, a, I think you just kind of hear about the parents and stuff, but it, it's mostly just Prince Eric and the Butler guy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't really have that whole, that whole subplot about him not you're not supposed to go out and you know do this thing or whatever you can't go on adventures yeah that wasn't really in the don't you know you need to be safe (laughs) um i mean got a good point with him wrecking all these ships yeah that's costing (laughs) us a lot of taxpayer money all right i'm gonna have to raise taxes you understand how this works eric what was she from though she's from the watcher she's like a private investigator in the watcher which is that netflix series she has a very distinct voice so it was driving me crazy i'm like what is this lady from oh my gosh she actually her voice reminded me i was thinking she was alfrey woodard um who she was just in something i watched um she's a great actress and so i i heard the voice and i was like is that her and but it wasn't so that was a fantastic story yeah <laughs> i'm just saying uh but again i i like the cast i thought it was actually paced okay it, I, if anything i thought the beginning was a little long but as it got rolling again could you have cut out the new songs yeah probably would have been a better movie if you just cut them out i didn't hate them being in there i didn't like we went to this movie about eight o'clock mm-hmm 
and I did not come close to falling asleep once. So that is a that, that's a testament that's surprising. To, to the pacing of this movie. It was pretty good. Again, outside, I think the beginning took a little bit. That's interesting you say that because I think the the beginning is like the most like the original in terms of like how everything. It, it feels almost like a shot for shot remake in terms of how it's paced and everything. So I was, it, it felt very similar. I think most of the movie, I I I won't say the pacing is like horrible, but it does. It, after watching the original, it's like this is just longer for no reason. Like the, it got all of the same points across and just much less time in the original. And maybe you can make the argument the original is a little bit rushed in some areas. Um, but even then, I think some of the areas, and I'll get to it more in spoilers, I think, some of the areas where it could have been expanded on are some of the areas where it wasn't expanded on in this movie. So it's like, I felt like they just expanded where they didn't need to. Okay. <laughs> but sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? I've, I, I thought, you know, just visually, uh, it looks all right. I thought it was going to look worse than it did. Obviously, like in isolation, Flounder and Sebastian look really weird. In the movie, I didn't notice that much. I still think it's a little bit of an odd choice. Um, the hair, I, I found the hair to be constantly distracting, the well, underwater hair. So uh, I, I'm going to be the one that keeps comparing it to the original here, I guess. But like the one of the things I made note of in the original is one of the best parts of that is how they animated the hair. It looks like just so impressive and like mm. realistic in terms of animation and everything. And for like the 80s, it's just... I can see why it was so groundbreaking at the time. And to go to, from that to this, where it's it feels like they're trying too hard to replicate that and make it like realistic, but it comes off as like almost uncanny valley hair sometimes. It doesn't look real mm-hmm. sometimes. It's it's just flowing too much. I yeah, think. it like, is like it's just like <laughs> you know. And it's happening with like every it's happening with like Triton's beard and it's like with all the hair. It's very weird. And I did not notice that in Avatar 2. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, it's it's tough that this movie came out after Avatar, The Way of Water, because any movie's just not going to look as good. Yeah. It's just dark, and it's not very pretty underwater. Unlike you watch Avatar 2, and it's just like beautiful, blue, mm-hmm. vibrant. This is like the more realistic, it feels what it looks like real, in the ocean. But it, like, like a that, sad realistic. Yeah. That the original movie is so like colorful. Like I don't like just make put some color in there. <laughs> like don't. Like, it's so yeah. weird. Um, one of the things I wanted to uh, mention about the original. Or wait, did I just lose my train of thought? Never mind. Okay, Holden lost his train of. I thought. I lost my train of thought. I'll get back to it if I remember. Okay, I think we should wrap up our non-spoiler review. Holden, okay. what would you rate this out of ten? Um, I'm probably on a four. Four out of ten, I think. I don't think. I think there's no reason to watch this if you have the original. I like. I to an ex. I I was actually thinking about this on the way over here. I'm like, should I try to think of it outside of it being a remake? I'm like, there's really no point in that. Like the original exists, and like most people have seen it, so like everyone's gonna compare it inherently anyway. So I mean, if you haven't seen the original in a while, like Jimmy has, I guess it's it's you know it's a valid point and everything. But I, I think you know comparing it is, I mean, it's literally a remake. So I mean, when we were at it, there were a bunch of kids there. They seem to be enjoying it. I think if you're like, oh, I want to introduce my kids to a new generation, mm-hmm. the, the these movies, it's an entry point. I think. 
Um, again, you could just watch the original mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. You may be it's better shorter, off doing that. Uh, you'd be cheaper probably if you have that subscription already. Um, is it a must see? No. Is it like people want to go to a movie? They want to go to Little Mermaid. I don't think you're going to hate yourself watching this movie. It's not like it is not a case of Mulan where they just literally butchered the thing. Like Mulan is it's, it's it is not even like faithful to the original a- adaptation of it. I think what it comes down to is most of this movie is very faithful to the original to a detrimental degree. And the few things they do add are not good. <laughs> like I feel yeah. like like that's why it's it kind of coasts on being better than Mulan is because I mean, it does take a lot of what works in the original, does it a little bit worse, and then it adds stuff that I just don't think works. So yeah. so there you go. I, I think overall, the Jonah Howard King and Halle Bailey's Chemistry was really good. I thought it was yeah, good. Was I thought right. they were cute together. That was all right. Yeah. Um, so Prince. if you if you if you are invited to see it, go see it. If you're a huge Little Mermaid fan, go see it. Just out of curiosity, it's not a must see. I don't think you'll hate going to this. Maybe wait for it to be on a cheap theater, or you could just watch it on Disney Plus later down the line. I remember the thing I was thinking of earlier because we were talking about visuals. Um, I thought some of it I did not think looked good. The one thing I remembered looking really bad was that shark at the beginning. Oh, I yeah. thought that looked awful. I was I didn't like, think it was bad. I just oh. thought the proportions were weird related to everything else. It was weird. I, like there, were, there was like one shot where it, it, it wasn't this bad, but it reminded me. I don't know if you've ever seen how the shark in Jaws 3D looks. No. Like any shots, it looks so bad. But it kind of reminded me of like a shot of that. And I was like, oh my god, it's bad. But that's from like the 80s. But all right. There you go. That's our non-spoiler review of The Little Mermaid. Yes. We're gonna dive into spoilers right now yeah so spoilers for the little mermaid i i can get into crapping on this movie a bit more (laughs) um i so you i I actually probably should mention this in non-spoilers you mentioned melissa mccarthy being good i think she's okay although i i just think I was surprised because Melissa McCarthy is oftentimes such an over the top performer. And I don't think she like brought it all here, at least like me comparing it to the original where Ursula is just literally cartoonishly evil, like very silly, flamboyant character, obviously one of the Disney classic villains for a reason. And I feel like comparing, like I was expecting that from Melissa McCarthy and I was like, you know, I feel like she could bring it. And I just, I don't think she had a good voice. I thought her voice worked, but I just feel like she wasn't like she could have, you know, Jason Momoa it a bit more like with her performance. I feel I like know. the writing maybe let her down a little bit. I feel that like they be. didn't give her enough motivation. Like they just kind of sure. like, oh, I've been in the shadow of my brother and I want control. I feel like they could have made her a little bit more evil. Like at the beginning, she didn't even really seem to be that evil other than she's like oh i'm gonna trick her but it was like why i was a little bit confused why is she doing this Mm -hmm. how is this helping her yeah and i think they could have made that a little bit clearer made her just more cartoonishly evil Mm -hmm. and i think melissa mccarthy would have would have been able to deliver that um so it was interesting they changed her from a squid or from a squid to an octopus it didn't really matter but i was just like oh that's different but is she, oh, I guess, yeah. Is that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she was an octopus in this and she's a squid in the original. Looked a bit different. Oh. Um, I was thinking she was an octopus in the original too. 
I think she's a squid. I maybe I maybe I could be wrong. I guess I don't know. But. Can octopi octopi ink? Like um, she does. I don't know. Maybe she is just a squid in both or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Although I I always I forgot rewatching the animated movie and also watching it in this movie it was pretty good. Uh, the her villain song I think is is very fun. Yeah. The poor unfortunate souls one. I mm-hmm. like that song a lot. So yeah gets overshadowed by like the the other big ones in this but it's a good song yeah uh what are some things that you want to talk about specifically like maybe comparing to the original things you just didn't like i mean uh, the scuttle song was oh, bad. so bad it was like so it was, awkward. i was like cringing <laughs> in my seat i was like oh this is a new song and it's well yes yeah, so, so if you've seen this new one and somehow haven't seen the original in a long time the new songs are the is that one there's the prince eric song because prince eric didn't have a song in the original and then um, the song that she's like singing in her head when she first comes to land, cause she obviously can't speak. So it's mostly just in her head. Um, all th- yeah, those two were like, they were kind of mediocre. I just thought they were like, like a step down from all of the other ones. Mm-hmm. They're maybe not like terrible, but I was like, no, oh, these are just, and they felt long and they might, they might've just been long because I didn't like them, but they yeah, felt a little bit longer than the others. I don't know. Um, but I guess speaking about Ursula, I mentioned this to you after the fact. One of the things I didn't understand that they changed was they like when she changes Ariel into a human, she like has this like she adds to the potion this 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 tacit where Ariel can't remember that she's supposed to make Prince, Prince Eric kiss her, like make keep her mm-hmm. human forever, which I felt like that took away a lot of her like urgency as a character, like in or agency, I guess is the word agency as a character during that whole land bit and because urgency. Cause it's like, she just, she doesn't have, she doesn't realize she's supposed to do this it, right now. Yeah, exactly. And so like in, in the original movie, she knows she's supposed to do this, but she can't speak. And she's, she's socially awkward on land. She, there's this whole bit where she's like using the, the fork in her hair in the movie. She does it at the, the dinner table. And so everyone's mm-hmm. like strangely looking at her. So it's more of her social ineptitude and her trying to learn from that. And this, it's just like, well, she's just either going to or she isn't, I guess. Like, there's, yeah. a, She doesn't know she's supposed to. So I don't know. That seemed like a, a dumb change to me. Yeah. I do agree, though, like watching this stuff, even like the kiss the girl boat sequence. And that was a very nice looking sequence. I'm just like, this would probably look better in animation. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing it does. Yeah, it, it, I think it looks that, that scene in particular in animation looks pretty good. Um, but connecting to that, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. Another change I don't understand that they made is they took out the whole thing that Sebastian is like a conductor in the in the movie, okay. in the original movie. He's like a music conductor. And actually the um, events where like all the daughters are meeting up at the beginning of the movie and Ariel's missing in the original movie, it's like a musical performance and like the sisters are singing, introducing themselves and then Ariel's not there. And uh, Sebastian's conducting it. And this, it's just like a family gathering, just like it's random. The, the <laughs> coral moon, Holden. Yeah. Whatever that means. And why is, why did they need to get together? I don't know. They didn't say, but they then just we're supposed to, but even if you take out the Sebastian being a conductor thing, then it's like him doing under the sea and doing kiss the girl where he's like, like, especially kiss the girl where he knows how to do all these musical things. It's like, well, how do you know how to do that? Like, it just doesn't, you just, no, because you're an animated crab, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. That didn't go through my head. Um, but yeah, it was just, that was a weird change. And then I also um, 
under the sea, I'm sorry, I'm just going off on a bunch of tangents here, but under the sea, um, it felt so weird because in the original movie, the music was like diegetic to the scene because like they were all like playing like shells or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like playing a, even like an underwater trumpet or something. And here it's just like music is just playing in the background. <laughs> it's like it doesn't feel as like in character or like in, in universe as and fun. Everything. Yeah, as fun. Yeah. That's know. where I'm like, I look, I, I enjoyed this well enough. I'm guessing just the original one's better yeah. in a lot of ways. And that's okay. This movie can just be the like, I just see this as like a gateway to be like, all right, my kid wants to see this movie because it's the new one. Mm-hmm. Now it can show, you know, when you grow up, you can see the, the original and see why that one's actually <laughs> probably better because you appreciate all those things. Because to be honest with you, if this wasn't coming out, I would never have thought about the Little Mermaid in a million years. So Yeah, probably not me either. I mean, I guess that is one good thing about it is it made me go watch the original and be like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um. I wanted to mention Prince Eric, even in the original animated movie, I think in this movie too, though, he's, he's like one of the best Disney princes uh, because he saves the dog from the burning ship. Yeah. <laughs> he does that in both versions of the movie. I was like, all right, he's cemented. He's like the best one. Yeah. Sacrifices life for the dog. <laughs> I still like Lee Shang. Oh, Lee Shang's from, good. From yeah. Mulan. Yeah. Mulan's still my favorite Disney princess movie okay. that I've seen. That is a good, yeah, that and one's good. And recently. Um, of course I'm watching these all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, trying to think what else about this movie. Um, I like, I, I I always just like one of my things that I would like, like to do one day is just be an extra on one of those pirate boats, just to be playing around on a pirate boat in front of the, then the green screen. And while they're shooting water at you and the lights are flashing during a storm, that sort of thing. But I mean, it's probably cold and miserable in real life. So, Oh, okay. So I alluded to this in the non-spoiler. Um, so in the original movie, I always felt like the climax of the movie was kind of rushed. I also feel like it was kind of rushed in this yeah, a I bit. Think so. Like, and that was where I was mentioning, like, I feel like they could have expanded on, they didn't expand on like the certain right things. It felt like those scenes were like the same length in both movies too. And also I didn't, the large CG Melissa McCarthy, I didn't think looked very good. Oh yeah. They, That's, it was like super dark then. It's yeah. like, they're clearly just trying they're to cover that. this <laughs> uh, because it was, yeah. Which I totally forgot that Ursula becomes big at the end. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. That does happen. Um, but yeah, no, that was clearly like intentionally dark and hard to see because it wasn't very good. Yeah. I was, I was like, Oh man, that's, this is just clearly better in the animated movie. Um, it was also weird. I, I didn't understand in another change in the original movie, the like wedding between Eric and Ursula's disguise, they go out onto like a boat in the middle of like the ocean. It's like, a, I think they just called it a wedding boat or whatever. And in this, it's just like on in the castle. I think it makes more sense when it's on the boat because then the that's then they're out in the middle of the ocean. That's when Ursula can grow big. And then Eric is like, and that's why it makes sense why he's in the middle of the ocean. And I think then the boat is what ends up being used to kill Ursula is that same boat. And it's not just some random shipwreck. Okay. So I once it, that's not like a huge thing or anything, but it just I feel like it's a little thing that makes more sense in the original movie. I don't know fully why they changed. It's well, not like they in this movie, it makes sense because they were complaining about how many times they have their boats sink on the ocean. I guess so. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's something new. Yeah. 
anything else you're just dying to talk about? Hold on. Otherwise, we should probably wrap this um, up. I feel like I had one more thing in my notes that I was going to bring up. Um, oh, <laughs> the bit we didn't talk about. At the end, it was just hilarious when Javier Bardem is just sitting there in the water. <laughs> There's like one shot where like they're like rowing away and it just cuts to Javier Bardem is like just right next to the boat. And it was like, it was just funny. <laughs> like yeah. the... the there's no hint that he was there at all, but he was he was kind of nothing in this movie. He was just fine. Yeah. His his beard and hair was interesting looking. Yeah. It was. <laughs> on his face. All right. That is gonna be our spoiler mm-hmm. review of The Little Mermaid. So yes. that gonna that is gonna bring us into our last segment of the show, Holden, which of course is what? are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy, this week I watched a few things. Uh, first up, I rewatched Hot Rod. Fantastic movie, Jimmy. Still have not seen <laughs> it. I gotta so watch good. it. <laughs> I, it's a movie I don't know if you will love or hate. It's hard to tell. I Every time I show it to anyone, I'm like, are they going to love or are they going to hate this movie? And honestly, it's not always love. So I'm, yeah, that's why, that's where my apprehension comes from. So because then I can no longer do this podcast with you. Hold yeah, on if I don't like you it. won't have any respect for my taste if I love Hot Rod and you don't. Mm. Um, I also wanted to mention, so I, I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts lately, obviously, as I keep mentioning. Um, but Any Little Little Mermaid stuff in those? Yeah, actually. First mm. two games, I think, have Little Mermaid worlds. Um, those are pretty fun. You get you turn into like a mermaid, <laughs> a little merman. Little merman. Yeah, I think oh, that's the one where, because so throughout, so, sorry for this tangent, the, throughout the games you're with Goofy and Donald Duck for a lot of it. And I think in that one, Goofy turns into a turtle. <laughs> like it's like, cause you're like trying to fit into the world. I think Goofy's like turtle with a Goofy head on it. And Donald, I think Donald's, I don't remember what Donald turns into. He's not just a duck cause he's underwater the whole time, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Alrighty. Silly what they do anyway. Been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. Um, there was a Kingdom Hearts like movie um, thing that was uh, kind of released prior to Kingdom Hearts three, and I'm at the point in the Kingdom Hearts timeline where I, I get to it and I watched it, and it is it is probably the worst Kingdom Hearts thing so far. It is like the most incomprehensible um. garbage. <laughs> I, I love Kingdom Hearts. I love the games. And honestly, I don't think the story is as complicated as people say. If you play them in order, I saw it described best as it's a story that it it it's weird because it takes a zigzag to go in a straight line. Okay. Because it's like if, if you play them in all in order, you'll understand what's happening. But there's just a lot happening and a lot of complicated mumbo jumbo lingo in these games. Um, but this this movie it was like a prequel thing and it it was included on one of the ps4 collections i was like this is pointless i did not need to watch this it was only like 60 minutes but it was it was kind of dumb but i am on kingdom hearts 3 now and it it's we, the step up because every game prior to this since they've been on handhelds originally mm-hmm. and stuff it's kind of had like a ps2 hd aesthetic and the step up is just incredible. This game looks so good. Nice. It's PS4. I forgot it was like 2019. I didn't realize it was that recent, um, but looks really good. Um, the Disney worlds so far, I've only gone to the Hercules world in this one, but I know you get to like toy story and monsters, Inc and frozen. They go to a bunch of the more modern ones in this one. So very excited for that. 
Um, but really enjoying it so far. It also just, uh, it takes a lot of the different gameplay elements of the other games um, and kind of combines them. So it really does feel like a culmination of everything up to this point. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, doing that. Um, and then TV, I've just, I'm trying to catch up on Succession and Barry. Won't get it, obviously didn't get it in time for us to delay this podcast, but next week for sure. There we go. Next week for sure. At least Succession. Mm-hmm. Not Barry probably. Not Barry. I won't be ready for Barry either. Yeah. Uh, you does, is that it? That's it. Yeah. All right. So I've been, yeah. Succession. The last episode came out last week. I liked it. I last, last episode. Comes yeah. Out la- yeah. Well, I meant the, the last, previous, the previous episode, <laughs> the final, the finale comes out tonight as when we're recording this. So yes. excited for that. The previous episode was good. I was, it was interesting because it was not like anything that substantial to the plot. It was more of like a ca- character okay. sort of analysis thing, um, which was interesting, not necessarily what I was expecting, but, it is what it is there. Uh, Barry catching up on that. Um, did not watch the new Ted Lasso yet this week, but that's coming where to that. Barry, Barry, I'm in season two oh, is so where funny. I'm at. Uh, and then I've been for video game wise. Like I said, I teased that I got the Xbox one out. Yeah. Why'd you get that out? Because, uh, when I was at last stop getting a, a copy of Assassin's Creed origins for the discovery tour mode in my oh, classroom, shit. I uh, saw Rise Son of Rome there, which was an Xbox exclusive. Like it was a launch title, I think, for the Xbox One, at least really early. And it was like six dollars. Okay, And I was like, it's like a six hour long game. So I'm like, I might as well just get it. Come on. I was just teaching about ancient Rome. So (laughs) how is that? I played about it. You know, it's actually kind of it's it's not very good, but it's kind of fun. It, it, it's interesting because it's like you you're fighting people and then you do like executions. And we were talking about quick time events. It is just a quick time event of like you're supposed to press like they highlight blue or yellow or green, and then you you play you, press you, the corresponding button. Yeah, and, okay. and but if you mess it up, it doesn't really. You just get fewer like XP because okay. it's kind of like you know like Arkham Origins. You got graded, and I'm sure other games do that. Yeah, yeah. Where you're graded on and slash you, games do that. Yeah, and so that's the way it works there. Um, but it's pretty fun. The the one thing for me as a colorblind person, it's really hard for me to tell be- between the yellow oh, and the yeah. green. So there a colorblind mode. There's the not. There's oh no. There's like like twenty third. It's crazy how much accessibility in video games has changed the last ten years. Because mm-hmm. there's literally just nothing for accessibility <laughs> in this game, which is a first party game by the way for the Xbox One. Just nothing. Um, so I was like, well, guess I'm just going to have to deal with it, which is why it's nice that you don't really get punished, at least in the normal difficulty mode. How does the game look? I remember it looking good when it came out, but I don't know if it holds up or not. I mean, it looks like a nice looking Xbox One launch game. That's okay. what I'll say. <laughs> there we go. Um, it does not hold up to today's standards, but it's all right. The okay. frame rates, you know, 30 or whatever. It's fine. It looks like a really nice Xbox 360 game. Okay. You know, at <laughs> running at like 720p or whatever. Very brown and gray. Yeah, a little bit, but not, not, yeah, a okay. little bit. Um, otherwise, I did relapse Holden uh, because I started playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, my God. Uh, because, I mean, there is a 60 frames per second, like 4K patch on the, the PlayStation 5. Okay. And it, do- it looks really good. It mm. actually does look really good, especially the water physics and animations have held up remarkably well. Okay. Like it is some of the best water in any game I've played. Okay. And I remember that being a big thing when it came out. So it's a gorgeous looking game. The environments are actually really nicely done. Um, there's a lot of like just the hieroglyphic writing that you see on the walls and stuff is beautiful. And sure. 
Um, so I obviously teach ancient history. So like seeing the, all the references to things I teach about, but it also takes place during the time of Caesar and Cleopatra, which is like my mm-hmm. favorite story in, in, in history. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, and I've heard the stories better and, and that the character Bayek is really interesting. I'm actually having quite a bit of fun with it. The okay. one thing I really don't like is that it forces you to play side missions to like get, progress the story. Oh, I think that's dumb. I think they do that in Odyssey too, but that was at the point where I was just going to do everything in Odyssey anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's dumb. You get done with a mission and it's like, all right, your next mission, you want to be level 10 and you're level five. So it's like, well, even even on like easy mode, it's like too hard just because it's basically impossible to do it because you're just like one hit dead and you sure. hit like them 30 <laughs> times to kill one basic enemy. So not a big fan of that, but the game is gorgeous. The story has actually been pretty interesting so far. Even the side missions have been all right. So yeah, we'll see how far I get into it. Maybe I will play the whole thing. I just want to at least get to the Julius Caesar Cleopatra stuff to see how, what that's like. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's like, again, Assassin's Creed, you know what it is going into it. And if you're like, if you're interested enough, it's going to be fine. Like, it's not bad. It's just like, it's not great. So that's where I'm at there. So I have, I have been tempted occasionally to play one, but I always, I always get caught up in, it's just another open world game that I could skip and then I'll yeah. have more time for other things. That's always it's what like, I think. If you're interested in ancient Egypt, yeah, you'll like it. If you're interested in ancient Greece, you'll like it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm like, Mirage, I'm really like, big dad, I don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I'd rather see China. I'd rather see like the Aztecs and the Incas, that Japan, that sort of thing. Well, even, I mean, I, I remember, was it was Syndicate, the one that came out and it was like, London. Yeah, it was like, it was like a uh, Gothic London. I was like, that seems kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really know much about that. I mean, I've read like a, some Charles Dickens. In that I think there might've been some like Jack the Ripper stuff in that or whatever. Yeah, that, see, that's, so, yeah, interesting. Again, if you're interested, the uh, unity with the French revolution, like that seems pretty interesting. Maybe I'll play through unity sometime. That sort of thing. They're good. They're, mm-hmm. they're fun. And the, they, they're pretty accurate historically too. I mean, other than like the blatant Assassin's Creed stuff, but like <laughs> the overall kind of sense the of the, the culture, and the, like God's thing yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's that. Uh, otherwise, I think that's it for me, Holden. Perfect. I think that's it for me, too. Um, next week, we will be doing Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Thank Spider-Verse. goodness. Very excited for that. Um, probably also Succession, assuming I don't get... I mean, I guess I do have the... We- I have a wedding this next weekend. So I'm hoping I'll get through Succession. I should be able to. You should. Hold um, you can do it. I believe in I you. I believe in myself, too. A little less uh, Kingdom Hearts. Sorry. Oh, gosh so hard i love those games um but yeah um i think that if that's it then if you want to leave us a request you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on itunes or email us at tompodcast at gmail.com or donate to our patreon i think that's it jimmy sweet i'll probably do my initial thoughts in the succession finale on youtube sometime but otherwise, we should wrap this up because one of our lights literally just went out because it's, it's been, been so long. Almost two hours. Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for listening. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Give us a like. And subscribe. if you made it this far, yeah, you should really subscribe or you should wake up and go to bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. In, in the meantime, adios pantalones. Love you.